welcome to the Louisa Nicola Synapse, a short digestible episode composed of snippets of the best topics and themes from the long form episodes and also from the latest in neuroscience. So I'll start by defining the microbiome. Um, And so um, we humans are mostly microbes, right? We have over a hundred trillion of them all over our bodies. And the term microbiome is defined as all of the bacteria, viruses, fungi, and other eukaryotes that inhabit the human body. So these live inside and on us, on on all of our surfaces. Um, And so all of these collectively are being referred to as the second human genome or the gut microbiome. And, And at this point in time, people consider it as a separate organ. It has very distinct metabolic and immune activity and is able to interact with our other systems. And so, um, couple of take-home points here, that microbes outnumber our human cells 10 to 1. Um, the majority of them live in our gut, or even though we have them all over in, 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 all over in other kinds of organs and systems. Um, and um, I'll go into talking about the brain in particular because it is super, super fascinating. Mm. Um, but the important thing before we go on to talk about the brain, um, it's, it's really vital to remember that the, the bacteria in the microbiome aren't just passive kind of members of our body, right? They actively interact with our immune system and with our other systems. And they do that by anything from helping to digest the food that comes into our body to regulating our immune system to protecting against other bacteria that are able to cause disease. And there are also cases of of bacteria strains that live in our gut that are able to produce vitamins for us. For example, vitamin B12, thiamine, riboflavin, et cetera. Mm. These are all vitamins that that we know that microbes in the gut can produce. And so um, it's this fascinating field that wasn't even generally recognized to exist until probably the late 1990s. Um, But at this point, we can firmly and securely say that while it is an early field, um, that the microbiome and these microbes are essential for human development, for immunity, and also for nutrition. When we talk about brain health, we know that to have good brain health, and especially when it comes to Alzheimer's disease patients, we're seeing a cohort of patients being um, diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's disease with a, um, they have got a deficiency in B12. Mm. So is that like a disruption? If we have a deficiency in B12, is that like a disruption in our microbiome? Potentially, yes. As in, um, you've hit on a very important point, which is what are the different ways that you can impact the function of your microbiome, right? Like what are the, what are all of the ways that we know that, um, that, so for example, like the example that you gave was that vitamin B12 would be reduced. That's something that if it's correlated with shifts in the bacteria communities, that's what the term dysbiosis means. Mm. And, and, and the term dysbiosis refers to any disruption in your microbiome, both in function or in like the existence of the microbes that can be detected. And the reason why we know dysbiosis is important is because there's a plethora of diseases, including in the kind of neurospace that are associated with very specific kinds of dysbiosis signatures. If you enjoyed this and want to learn more on a continual basis for a very short amount of time, then click subscribe.